Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy. This episode contains some strong language. Hello and welcome to possibly the happiest Voices of the Vic episode with me, Mike Duffy, and as always, my trusty co-host, Ben Aiton. Ben, like, usually I ask, like, how your week's been and that, but, mate, we're in the Premier League again, man. We've beat <laughs> Millwall 1-0. It is fucking brilliant, man. Like, I, genuinely, I was so, I'm so buzzing to report, re- record this podcast, like, we're, we're a Premier League side again. Ben, try and sum it up. How are you feeling at the moment, man? We're Watford FC. We're Premier League. <laughs> we're Premier League. We're Premier League. We're Watford FC. We're Premier League. Um, other than that, um, absolutely speechless, mate. Um, so relieved we've done it. It's an immediate return. First attempt, bounce straight back up. It's like we've never been away. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing and like I just said to you as well, a bit emotional comes for final whistle as well. Seeing Cisco crying at full time, it really got to me and kind of welled me up a little bit. And <laughs> to see how much it means to the players, him, and even the interview with Scott, uh, Scott Dutchbury up afterwards on the Watford YouTube channel, it, it just brings it home that we're all a massive family and we've done it and we've all stuck together, even when things were getting tough at the start of the season. Um, getting rid of Ivic as well. Um, we all stuck together and we've all got promoted and we, we all fully deserve this. It's it's not just Cisco, not the players, not Duxbury, it's the fans as well. We've not been able to attend games this season and it's been tough, let's all admit, it's been tough watching from home. So it's absolutely fantastic and, and we deserve this as much as everyone else. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Ben. Like, you know... Uh... We'll talk about this, I'm sure, but those last four minutes, my my God, my heart was absolutely racing. It was like beating out my chest at one stage. Um, like, you, you just can't put into words how, how good that was. You know, we knew that Millwall were going to be a tough side tonight. And um, we, you know, 
they they showed that. And just to let you guys know, we're obviously recording this. It's currently half past seven on the 24th. So obviously Watford played at three, finished around five-ish. It's half seven at the moment. So for the, I think this is the first time we've possibly recorded the same day as a game. So the emotions yeah. are still raw. I mean, for me, Ben, it, it might sound weird, but it's not actually still sunk in yet for us. Like, I, I've just got back from the pub and I was looking through Twitter when I was there and I was like, you know, there's so much stuff about Watford getting promoted and everything. But to me, it still doesn't quite feel like it's sunk in. Like Watford yeah. Premier yeah, League no, again. I, I haven't managed to go through Twitter yet because like I said on the last podcast, I was looking after my little girl today. So it's, mm. it's been so tough to keep up with social media. It, it was hard enough trying to watch the game, but luckily she was such a good girl and managed to... Um, let me watch the game. She was just getting a bit nervy the last five minutes, but weren't we all were Watford fans? But the moment that final whistle went, I, I gave a massive um, yelp and roar, and she just looked at me, smiled, and started clapping her hands. And I was just oh. like, oh, I fucking love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, yeah. the roars that probably would have gone around households throughout the UK, throughout the world. You know, we we got told it this week that we got a couple of listeners from the Australia. So, you know, the, the, the roars that Mad going round the world, let alone the UK, they must have been absolutely superb. And and wasn't it like a five a.m. or something over there when it, it all finished as well? Because one of the listeners actually said if we won, he would jump in the sea and it would be five a.m. at the full time whistle. It's a fair fair play. I want to see footage of this as well. <laughs> yeah, well. um Watford usually put out a tweet before the game saying, where are you watching from? And I don't know what part of Australia the two listeners are from, but um, the Sydney, the game kicked off at 1am. So wow. like, hats off, kudos to you guys for staying up that late. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have even gone to bed if that was the time over here when we kicked off. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, Ben, we, we'll start where we always start with the team news. We, I think the only change we were really expecting was probably Kiko coming in for Kafka, and that was the only change. You, you, although you perhaps maybe thought that Shalaba would come in instead of Gosling. I know you did that with your prediction with the Fan Hub app. Um, but was you surprised that it was just the one change, or was you quite happy with the team news when it came out? What, what were your general thoughts, Ben? It, it was as expected, really. Really, Kiko um, coming back after his um, one-game suspension, after his two yellow cards at Luton, coming in for Craig Cathcart. And it was a really strong start in 11. I thought Gosling deserved to keep his spot, although I wanted Chalibur to start, because I just feel like it's a bit more calmer on the ball and maybe we would have controlled the game a bit better with Chalibur on the ball than Gosling. Um, but I had no complaints with a starting lineup. That was probably the best we could do with it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, Obviously, like always, the, the the aim for Watford was to make sure we kept up that brilliant run. Like, I think, I can't remember what game it was now, it was on TV. It was a Reading game. Um, they put up this graphic of Watford scoring in the first 15 minutes. I think we've scored, before this game, we scored 16 goals in the first 15 minutes. So, you know, we come out the traps quick. But to be honest, Ben, like, I think a lot of people pre-match thought we'd already won this and we'd won this quite comfortably. Now, yeah. anyone that knows Gary Rowett's sides, they set up really well. I mean, Millwall have always been that sort of team that are quite a physical team. You know, they're, they're, they're not broken down easily. 
Um, I was on a Millwall podcast on, I want to say Thursday. No, it come out yesterday, but I spoke to them on Thursday. And me and the gentleman was exchanging messages before the game. And he really couldn't work out the formation that they were playing. You know, he says, I don't, I'm not really sure what formation we're playing. If we play in a certain formation, then that means there's players playing out of position. But Millwall come prepared. You know, they, they were stubborn. They were hard to break down. But it was one of them games where you thought the first goal was going to win it. And to be honest, it was a bit of a flat start, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, not, it wasn't to the standard of what it was at Norwich. When we was over all over Norwich like a rest, weren't we? First 15 minutes, they couldn't get off their own penalty box. A bit different today. Maybe it was nerves going into the game. Um, a bit, bit, bit of pressure to deliver um, to get Watford promoted. So maybe that was why it was a bit of an unnervy start of the start of the game. But look, it doesn't matter if we got the job done. We, we grew into the game a little bit and started um, putting our authority down. Um, up in the tempo and getting Ismail Sarr into the game and that's, that proved pivotal, didn't it? it? It certainly did. You know, 12 minutes on the clock and Sarr was brought down. I don't think they can have any complaints with the penalty. I've I've not seen any of the Millwall stuff. I've not seen Gary Routes because I, what I tend to do is whenever we win, and I'll only do this when we win because I'm that bitter, but when we win, I tend to watch the opposition manager's press conference after the game just to see if they've sort of seen it from the same aspect that we've seen it. I've not seen Gary Gary Rowett's um, pre-match, post-match. I've not seen it. You can tell tell that Mike's had a few drinks and I've (laughs) I've started drinking as well. Um, I think we're both um, mumbling a little bit at the moment. Um, Mike, how many beers beers have you had today, mate? Um, What have you been drinking? Is it Carlsberg? Have we got a sponsor of Carlsberg in yet for Voices of the Vic? Big up to John Parslow for that tweet, by the way. And I think Caroline tried to push it as well with the Budweiser uh, advertisement. I bought, right, uh, and I sent this to Ben and Ben sent me a message back, like, oh God. Uh, Just on a side note, I bought a, I usually buy a crate of Budweiser. Now, usually that sees me through the whole match. But I wasn't originally going to plan to watch the Bournemouth game, but I ended up watching the Bournemouth game and I started drinking watching the Bournemouth game. So I bought 18 bottles of Budweiser. Now, anyone that drinks Budweiser, anyone that's a lager drinker knows that Budweiser is quite easy to to sort of gulp down. And it, it's it, it's not the strongest and it, it's easy enough. It's, it's a bit of a party beer whereby you can just, you know, knock knock a few back in quick succession. I think, without counting, I think I'm on the 10th Budweiser bottle. Uh, and then after the game, I messaged Ben. And You've it, been to a pub as well. <laughs> yeah. So after the game, Ben said to me, can we record about seven, half seven? And I was like, right, yeah, that's fine. Not a problem with me. You know, I, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Um, my mate texted me. He was like, oh, I'm going to the pub because I've just been and watched the, the grassroots football again. And I was like, yeah, okay. I says, and then I messaged Ben. I says, Ben, I says, let's push it closer to half seven. So I got to the pub just after half five and had about two or three points there. So again, nothing excessive. And then I've come back. I've got a beer in my hand, a bottle of Budweiser. I've got another bottle of Budweiser in case I finish this whilst recording. I've got a tub of Pringles, sour cream and onion, the best Pringles you can get. And then I've got some cookies as well, Maryland cookies, the best cookies out there, by the way. So I hope you've got a drink as well, Benny. You got a drink, yeah? 
I, I do, yeah. Because I've been looking after Isla, I've only just managed to start drinking, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. You I'm bloody on my deserve second it. Can. You bloody oh, deserve it, Ben. <laughs> yes, I bloody do, mate. That was, that was <laughs> hard work today. Yeah. Trying to, trying to juggle a daughter and football at the same time with um, Watford being on the verge of promotion. God, that's a stressful day, mate. I, 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 I need the crate. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, hopefully that's the first of many tonight, Benjamin. Hopefully. Anyway, hopefully. back to what that's... we were saying. <laughs> Ismail Asar, Sarman, they're calling him, in reference to the David Bowie song, Starman. Brilliant front cover by the, uh, for the Watford programme today, by the way. Hats off to the media team on that. Brilliant, brilliant job. But Ismail Asar doing what Ismail Asar has been doing all season, Ben. Runs at his full-back, which, you know, at the start of the season, we saw his confidence maybe delve a little bit, but he's, he's certainly starting to understand that he's absolutely rapid. And he's running at his full-backs. And that full-backs absolutely clattered him. Don't know why he's done it. I don't think there can be any complaints on the Millwall side of things. Brings him down. And do you know what, Ben? I was actually surprised to see Saar take the penalty. I thought it'd be Jao Pedro. Considering he's on nine goals, I thought, OK, Pedro's going to step over this. He didn't. It then seemed, obviously, Ismail Saar put the penalty in. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But it then, on the replay... It almost seemed, well, it did seem the ball actually moved before Saar hit it. And I think that was because of the wind or whatever it was. And um, and that ultimately made it harder for him. But, you know, he scored it in the end and we were 1-0 up. But that's what he's been doing all season, is it, Ben? And that is why he's key. That is why he is the man for Watford, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why it's so vital to get promotion because if we don't get promotion, Saar moves on. Um, yeah. Now we've got promoted, Saar is very likely to stay. Look, he stayed with us when we was in the Championship, so he shows that he, he's dedicated to his club. Now we're promoted, I can see him sticking around as well for maybe another season. Who knows? Depends how we do, possibly another season after that. But so vital that we keep hold of him to buzz in um, because he's one of the best players in the Championship. He's, he's the best player in the Watford side so it's exciting to having him in our in our side and to be able to go back to Vicarage Road next season and see him in a Watford shirt it's absolutely incredible um, but like you say he's doing what Sar's been doing all season causing havoc for all the left backs in the championship him and Kiko linking up well just like they've done all season as well um, lovely one too Sar gets in behind him then getting clattered down and then that penalty call as you like um, yeah. I don't think there's a cooler man in Vicarage Road to step up for tape that. And the way he just rolled it into the back of the net as well, it was like he's taking the piss out of a keeper. Fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't forget as well, this keeper, Bill Kowski. I mean, just on a side note, he lived in the village where I live now, in Nottinghamshire, when he played for Notts County. So he lived at the estate, literally opposite the estate that I live on. But um, going back to more statistical talks, he's got 18 clean sheets this season. I think it's the third most in the league. So he's no mug. And, like you know, with Ismail Assar standing over the penalty, you, you do sort of wonder, is he going to try and be clever? Is he just going to put it down the middle? Whereas with Troy Deeney, you know that he's just going to absolutely fucking bollock it down the middle and just <laughs> yeah, he's just going to put some power behind it. So whereas, you know, with Ishmael Assange, Pedro, you, you're not really sure what to expect. But like you said, Ben, it went in and I think everyone was relieved when that went in. I, I certainly, like, I roared the house down when that went in. Nobody was in at the, at the time of the game. Um, my mum and her partner went out 
and they got back just before the second half. Where was your like, brother today? My brother, my brother's watching it at his dad's. He went to his dad's today. So, oh, right, um, okay. Cam and Mike, if you're listening, I hope you had a wicked time. I obviously couldn't be there, but I hope you had a wicked time watching it. But um, yeah, I, I was watching it on my own and I about screamed house down. Uh, I, luckily, I get on with both the neighbours, but I'm sure they'll be glad to hear the end of the football season soon. Um, went one nil up. You then expect you then expect Watford to obviously go and then get a second goal, which is what I think we've seen under Cisco. I think Tommy Mooney pointed it out. Um, we tend to get a goal and then we're straight on it to get another goal. Like under Ivic, if we get a goal, we thought, okay, let's sit back, guys. Let's defend for the rest of this game. And it makes for a really tough viewing. But under Cisco, we get a goal and we're like, right, we need to get another one. Not kill the game, stone dead. Uh, and we were doing that. We were really, really pushing. Wasn't quite to be. I tell you what, Ben, if that Tom Bradshaw for Millwall could finish, we'd have been in fucking trouble, mate. Because he, the amount of chances he had, like, I couldn't believe how many chances he had today. It was unbelievable. And he just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, luckily. But would you expect him, us to maybe get a, a second goal as quick as as quick as the, the first goal or was you expecting a, a, yeah. a proper proposition? Yeah, no, hoping for, hoping more than anything that we'd get a second goal. I wasn't really expecting, I knew it was a nervy game. I knew it wasn't going to be a pretty watch today and if there's anyone better to see out a 1-0 win, it's Watford. We've done it pretty much all season. It's not great for the old ticker at all. But, um, <laughs> no. I, I would, I would have loved a second goal, but reality was we're not going to really get it today. Not with um, Millwall's defence. Like they, they did pretty well. They stood tall. They didn't really give away too many opportunities um, for us to score today either. It was resulting to maybe shots from distance or uh, it was shots that was being blocked and going behind for corners. Um, it was really hard for Watford to actually get in behind against Millwall. So, yeah, no, I wasn't really expecting a second one. It was more hoping, if anything. Yeah, and uh, you know, luckily we we got that penalty early on because, as you say, they did really restrict us, and that's kudos to to Millwall the way they set up. Gary Rowett's got them setting up brilliantly, and that's why they're in the top ten of the the, the championship. And I must say as well, um, obviously we do our stat pack and our home form against Millwall is brilliant. I think that's one loss in ten ga- in the last ten games at home to Millwall. Now I think off the top of my head, um, the other stat that I come across was. When Millwall score a goal, they're one of five teams not to lose when they score first. And um, I, I was a little bit worried about that. But then on the flip side, out of the 21 game home games that we'd played, we'd scored in we'd scored first in 19 of them. So I was like, okay, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. And then I think it was the Watford fan page, uh, Watford fanzine. Sorry, uh, if you've not checked them out, by the way, it's Golden Pages fanzine. Go and check them out on Twitter. Make sure you go and buy the latest issue as well. The, the guys are brilliant over there. They retweeted a stat which scared the shit out of me, to be quite frank, Ben. And I could yeah, have done without it. seeing that. I, I, I really could have done without seeing that the day before. There were only two teams in the Championship that haven't had back-to-back defeats. Is it in the whole season or is it since the uh, new no, year? No, just 2021, yeah. So, since the new year. Those two teams, yeah. Watford and yeah. Millwall. So, <laughs> you know, Millwall coming in off the back of a 4-1 drubbing against Bournemouth and um, Watford haven't, you know, lost back-to-back games this year either. So, I was like, ah, okay. 
this could be a little bit difficult. And we, we knew what we were coming up against. You know, Millwall, really tough side. The, the game at the Den earlier in the season, bloody hell, that was a scrappy game and a half. But, um, yeah, I was a little bit worried about that. Obviously, that record is now gone because we won. But, obviously, we knew what to expect from a Garrow outside. Now, we got the goal. That was fine. Not a problem. We were trying to build on it and get a second goal. Um, a little bit worrying. Uh, I, I've not heard anything since. He looked okay in the videos that the players put up afterwards, but we were forced into a change in the 31 minutes, uh, Mark Ben. Uh, Kiko Feminier coming off for, for Craig Kafka. It looked like a really horrible groin injury. And when your groin yes. goes, bloody hell, like, oh God, like, I'm, I'm just wincing at the moment, just thinking about it. That must have hurt him. But was you perhaps... Was you worried that Kiko was coming off? Because obviously Kiko, that's his nat- natural position. Or was you like, okay, no, we, we, we've seen what Craig Cathcart can do at that position. I, I'm, I'm okay, that's able, an able replacement. What, what were your thoughts when, when that substitution was made so early on, Ben? It was such a shame to see Kiko go off. You, like you say, you could see how much pain he was in the moment it happened. And once your groin, your groin's gone, you can't really carry on. Um, so gutted for him, and that'll probably be out for the rest of the season. I know there's only two games left, but I, I doubt he's going to be playing for those two games. Um, the substitution, I wasn't really worried because we saw how well Craig Cathcart performed at Norwich uh, midweek. And there was even calls from a certain uh, Watford section today to actually keep uh, Craig Cathcart at right back today, I saw there was a poll from um, the Watford Observer um, man, uh, Ryan Gray. He he put out a poll for Kiko or Cathcart to start the game. And Cathcart got a fair about, amount of votes as well, sir. Um, but I, I, I was quite pleased for Cathcart to come on. It was it was vital last week to keep a clean sheet. It was really solid. And it like you said last week... You feel sorry for Cathcart. Whenever he's called upon, he does a brilliant job. And then he's back out the side because... There's the injured player or suspended players back from injury now, so it forces Cathcart out of the side. So it, it, I was pleased for him to get back into the, um, the side by won't be in the starting lineup. But what I will say is, the moment Craig Cathcart came on and replaced Kiko, I, I, I was concerned that we wouldn't get the best out of his mouth after that because we saw what yeah. Kiko and Saar did for the penalty. We, we, we see them link up time and time again, they're so good at it. And we saw that we weren't really doing that last week at Norwich with Cathcart and Saar. That's why he cleverly was over on the right hand side to help him out. So I, I was a little bit worried that we weren't going to carry on seeing more attacking, explosive play from Kiko and Saar down that right hand side. Yeah, and obviously that that is a little bit worrying. Obviously, we know the 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 partnership that Kiko and Saar have built up this season has been brilliant. You know, they overlap on each other. Kiko's pacey, Saar's pacey. And obviously, Craig Cathcart sort of takes a bit of a different dimension out of it. I mean, there's a brilliant start, which obviously we love stats here. But um, I think John Mark said Cathcart being on the pitch is the only remaining player yeah, from the that. promotion season from 14-15. So, and he's, he's been a brilliant servant. Like, <laughs> even... I remember Ben. You know, we're old enough to remember his first. What, his own on loan from Manchester United, yeah. He, he was brilliant then as well. Same with Tom Cleverley. You know, I don't know whether it was the same season. I, I obviously can't remember off the top of my head, but both have been brilliant servants to the club. And you, you think obviously they started out on loan, but 
you know, I've got nothing but respect for Craig Cuffcart and he, he come in and, and he did a brilliant job. Yes, he didn't have the same dimension as Kiko in terms of the overlapping and the understanding with Saar, but he come in, Ben, and he added another solid dimension to that back four, which I've got no problems with. I mean, one man I want to speak about now, Ben, Daniel Backman, it wasn't long ago... What that, man. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long ago that we were maybe a little bit worried with the way that he would sort of demand aerially. Now, yeah. in terms of claiming balls from, from the air and claiming crosses and all that, that worry is now gone. Like, today, against a Phenomenal. physical side like Millwall, that will get the balls in the box and will we'll bombard you. He was absolutely superb. 37 minutes on the clock, he made a brilliant save from Mitchell. And then um, I think the, the, the corner come in and they headed wide. Um, so, you know, it, but Dan Backman today... I think was one of his better performances uh, in terms of saving us because uh, there was another save in the, I want to say it was a sec. It was just before the halftime whistle, I think, where it was it that double save where the first one, it looked like he, he injured his shoulder because he clattered into the post and then he had to get back up again because the ball was still alive and then he tipped it over the bar, although I don't think he did tip it over the bar and the ref gave a corner anyway, but regardless, he got back up and he was back in the action and I think He's like we we've spoken about him before, Ben, and we've had the old debate of Foster or Backman and that. But do you know what? I am so buzzing for Dan Backman this season. I really, really am, Ben. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I was probably the stronger out of you, me and James, that wanted Batman to to play games. We had that yeah. debate probably about three, four months ago when Foster actually um, picked up being injured. Um, James wasn't too keen of Batman being number one, and I said, just give him an opportunity. We'll take it. Fantastic, Kilmarnock got him into Europa League. They finished really high in the FBL. Um, it's fantastic performance he had out there, and he, he's bided his time, hasn't he? He's he's came back from Kilmarnock. He's he's, he's sat on the bench. She sat in the stands, he's just waited for the opportunity. And this season, halfway through, Ben Foster unfortunately gets injured for Ben Foster. But what an opportunity for Dan Beckman to take! And this is where you, pro- you properly tell if they're, if they're ready for it. Can he step up? And my god, did he step up this season? He saved us on so many um accounts, and he definitely saved us today. Some fantastic um saves and. He commands his box now, and we said that we was worried about that a few months ago. We said he doesn't command his box. We do worry about that. He's, yes, he's vocal. He's one of the most vocal people in the stadium at times. You can hear him when you're uh, watching the games. Yeah. But commanding a box has been a problem. Coming for crosses, keeping hold of a ball, um, it's been an issue. But I said a few weeks ago, he's only going to learn from his mistakes. He, he, he needs to play games to make little mistakes, to learn from them. And I feel like the last three, four weeks, he's been absolutely outstanding. And he's been top draw. Yes, he gave away a penalty at Luton, but that wasn't his fault. That that was Lazar selling him short. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I couldn't be happy happier for him. And if, if anyone listening now hasn't watched the Watford YouTube promotion party, which is like an hour long on the YouTube channel, go have look at it now um Dan Batman and Ben Foster go into the studio and have a chat and Ben Foster cannot be any happier for Dan Batman you might think he's a little bit sour because he's taking his spot he's not playing football he can't get his goal uh, GoPro into the back of the net but he's absolutely buzzing for Dan Batman and it's so good to see the team spirit the togetherness it's outstanding 
Yeah, well, I mean, you, you were talking to me about that video before and I've not watched it. So first thing I'm going to be doing after this, after reading it all this down, is definitely going to be watching that. And I, I cannot wait. And I, I think, as you said, you know, that, that debate's been going on throughout the whole season, really. Do we stick with Batman? Do we, do we when Foster's back fit, do we put Foster back in? And Dan Batman's made that number one shirt his own and, you know, fair play to him. And, you know, there, there would have been times where various Watford fans would have thought Backman's not good enough. You know, I seem to remember yeah. I was at the Tranmere game, the uh, the home, the, the the one that we fucked up in. You know, we were 3-0 up at half-time, I think it was, in the FA Cup last season. And we ended up losing, uh, drawing 3-3. And then, obviously, they won the replay. Backman, that game wasn't great. Uh, I'll be honest. And, you know, I thought, OK, his, his time at Watford's limited. You know, he's, he's getting cup appearances here and there. But, you know, when called upon this season, he has been nothing short of phenomenal. And me and Ben aren't going to have this discussion now. I think a couple of people have asked us uh, over the course of the season. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of next season. Will he be given the chance to prove himself in the Premier League? It is going to be an interesting one to, to keep an eye on. But as we said... You know, he had a brilliant game today and um, that, that doubles, well, we'll call it a double save because it, it pretty much was. That double save towards the end of the first half proved vital because we went into the half-time whistle, 1-0 up, you know, nerves would have been sort of calmed a little bit. 63% possession we had. Millwall had 37% possession at half-time. We both had five shots on target with both having two of those, um, sorry, we both had five shots altogether and two of those were on target. We both had five shots and two on target each. Um, three corners to Watford, two to Millwall. 247 passes for Watford and 146 passes for Millwall. No yellow cards or no red cards as well. Now, Ben, you know, this might seem like a silly question, but the second half, that it was all about getting that second goal and killing the game off, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, no, it definitely was. It, it, that was the plan. Um, I, I thought it was a bit slow second half when it started once again. Um, it didn't really improve until we made this double substitution and um, Gray and um, Chalaber came on. But it, it, the, nothing really happened. Like we say, we, when we're watching games, we take notes and that and we write everything down. I haven't got anything written down until Watford's double substitution. Um, yeah. What we'll say is it was a slow start. It was... Millwall had two really quick um, chances within about 60 seconds of each other after the second half whistle. And it was like, come on, boys, fucking sort this out. Do you want to get promoted or not? And it was yeah. just, I think they just needed their heads to be rattled a little bit because it was such a slow, sloppy start. And it was like, come on, let's not lose it now. We've worked so hard all season. Let's not fuck it up now. Yeah, well, let's talk about that double change now, Ben. Obviously, the double change took place in the 60th minute. As we know, Kiko loves a 60th minute substitution. Although we've not seen it as recently. Uh, we've not seen it recently. You know, he, he, he usually loves a 60-minute substitution, but he's sort of thrown us off the centre a little bit in the last few games. I think the earliest sub he made was 51 minutes, I think, at Rotherham. Uh, but 60 minutes, Nathaniel Chalaber coming on for Dan Gosling. Uh, a, a substitution, perhaps, that we thought maybe would... We, we perhaps thought that Chalaber would be sort of starting the game to start with and then Andre Gray coming on for Joe Pedro now Joe Pedro we, we've spoken about him previously obviously had a good game against Norwich we, and I sort of said that I prefer the look of him out wide not really his game today was it Ben he, he just couldn't get involved could he and Goslin no um, Joe Pedro <laughs> so sorry mate <laughs> these drinks are going to my head already yeah. in such a lightweight <laughs> um, yeah 
it just it wasn't really working for him. Like you said in the last week's discussion, it was Joe Pedro. Does he work up top? Is he a number nine? Um, we both think he's better in a number 10 or out on the flanks. And I thought we saw that yesterday. I thought the moment Joe Pedro came off, we actually looked maybe a little bit better with Andre Gray's directness um, up top. And because I don't think that's what Joe Pedro gives to the side. Um, fantastic trickery he brings. Um, and we saw an example of it today in holding the ball up. But yeah, it's just not falling for him yet. And you could see when he got substituted, his head just dropped down to the floor because like you want him and we all want him. We want him to get to double figures because he yeah. fully deserves it. Yeah, I need to stop trying to predict shit because I said last <laughs> week, I said, he's going to get 10 goals. And I said, he's going to score this weekend. And uh, it didn't happen. And then the other week, I said that Swansea and Brentford had someone shit. And then they went and won. So I need to just lay off the predicting because it's just not happening for us. Um, in talking about not happening for us, that that was pretty much the theme of the second half. You know, we 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 made that double change. I think the best chance we probably had after that was, you know, Saar tried to weave Gray in a little bit there, and you know, Gray was was making these darting runs as he does, and they were trying to weave it through that that really stern Millwall defence. I think Gray got on the end of Sierra Elta. He like it was a bit of a weird cross, to be honest. Like it, the ball went on the edge of the area, and instead of us trying to pass it round and then work it back into the box, Sierra Elta sort of just put his foot through it. It then landed in the box, and then Andre Gray sort of again, as he always does, he scuffed a, a shot and he. Um, it went in to to the hands of Bill Kowski. So I think that was probably the, the, the best chance we maybe had in the second half. We didn't neither keeper were really troubled in 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 the whole of the game, other than the penalty. I think it's fair to say, Ben. Would you would you agree with this? I think it's fair to say that neither keeper was really troubled, other than obviously Bill Kowski having to try and save that penalty from Saar. But it was a really quiet game for both keepers, wasn't it? Yeah, I think both sides really troubled to get shots on target, really struggled to get in behind the oppositions. I think the only time we really got in behind was when Ken Semmer put it in the back of the net, but he was offside. He should have left that for Ismail Assad, didn't he? Um, but yeah, we we couldn't really get any shots on target, really. I think we had a we had a free kick that went in the wall from Chalabar. Um, yeah. But other than that, we didn't really have anything. I think um, Saar got in behind once and he, he, it was like a shot or cross, put it into the six-yard box and Gray's chance was blocked and went behind for a corner. Other than that, very limited on the chances. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that's because the nerves were kicking in and we thought, fucking hell, if we're not careful, we're going to get hit on the counter here and they're going to end up equalising and then we're going to have to do do this all again next week and then if we fluff that up, we're going to have to do it the week after and everything, et cetera, et cetera. Or do yeah. you think that we, we just thought, right, we'll have... We'll hold what we have here. Like, do you think that there was a little bit of nerveness? Nerveness? I don't even think that's a word, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> do you think the nerves were kicking in, basically, Benny? Do you think that's why we were we were perhaps a little bit lacklustre in the second half? I think it's fair to say that. I think. I think the nerves and the pressure was getting to the side. Um, I think they knew there's two big games coming up after this, and Millwall's is the easier game for three and. 
if, if we didn't pick up three points here, it was like, oh, we've got to go to Brent, uh, Brentford away. And that's a tricky place to go, especially with them picking up three points a day away at Bournemouth and down to 10 minutes. So absolutely fair play to them. But yeah, I think the occasion just set in and being on the one nil lead and seeing how quick Millwall can attack. I think we saw an example of it when uh, Econ gave a wall of the ball away and like halfway and they, they capitalised that on really quickly and got forward in so many numbers and it could have been different if Millwall had their shooting boots on or a striker who actually could put it into the back of the net but thankfully that didn't happen so yeah I think it was just nerves mate yeah I, I think that you know we I think after the Norwich game, I think we expected there to be a certain element of nerves in this game because obviously so much was riding on it. You know, Cisco was saying in the build-up he couldn't wait for this game because, you know, it's Saturday, a chance to get back to the Premier League, etc. Et Did you see his bit in the newspaper today saying he was going to join the fans in the pond? Fucking well, loving, mate. <laughs> this, is, this is what I've, uh, you know, and I just want to say on Cisco, I, I'll say this now, that the guy's a legend. Like, I don't care what anyone says, he's a legend. Mate, he's um, in the same category as Javi Gracia. I don't think yeah. I could find another yeah. modern-day foot manager who gets a club. He's so warm and polite, and he just loves everything that Watford FC is. Yeah. And to find another man um, who came in, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And to see his raw emotion at the full-time whistle as well, because he must know, he doesn't know what's going to happen next year. He hasn't got the badges or anything to actually manage in the Premier League yet. Um, so I think Watford have to actually apply to see if they can like give him uh, special permission to managing the Premier League. I know there's rumours saying that regardless of what happens next season, Cisco will be at the club, whether that is as a manager or an assistant manager, and then look to bring in someone else to help guide him to look to further take on his uh, managerial role in Premier League or wherever it is to be. Um, he's just He just gets it, doesn't he? And he's just such a warm figure, and I just fucking love him, mate. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought it would be hard to find someone who gets it after Javi Gracia and we all absolutely loved him and we was gutted when he lost the job and then we've obviously appointed Nigel Pearson he's a bit like um, a bit like what is it um, what's the thing you put on toast and you don't really Marmite, Marmite. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry I'm on my third can now mate. <laughs> you know. yeah slow down Ben come on he's a bit like Marmite you either yeah. love him or hate him really yeah. um, fantastic start and then Ivich he didn't fucking smile um, and then <laughs> And then Cisco, he comes. I fucking love him, mate. I can't say it enough. Um, I'll and tell I'll, you what, it's a good thing we don't have a bleeper on this episode. Jesus, I don't know your fucking work. <laughs> wow, are you, mate? <laughs> me, you're worse than me. Yeah. You, know where, you, you know where I'm coming from. Like, yeah, no. People, pe- people wrote him off. Um, we, yeah. you and me, I think yeah, we both yeah, yeah. wrote him off. Coventry away was pivotal, wasn't it? Um, Enough was enough. A lot of Watford fans wanted change. But I think that's just Watford fans being used to what it's like under the regime with the Pozos and Scott Duxbury. You know, if results aren't going your way, there's going to be a change coming sooner rather than later. And I think we was all feeling it. And then for Cisco to change the formation, to get a massive result against Bristol City, and then go on a massive winning streak. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. It was like nine out of eight league wins or something in a row and I think we've lost fantastic. two out of 15 games I think I'm sure someone will correct me on that if that is incorrect but two losing two games in 15 it, that's ridiculous isn't it like, it really is mate that is, well 
I can say it now. That's that's promotion form, and look what it's got us promotion. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Ben. I think it, after Grass Hill, hang on, mate, hang on, mate, one sec. Oh. <laughs> can number four, more swearing. We got kids about turn it down. Um, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. In all seriousness, you know, we, we had Javi Garcia. He was such a fan's favourite. Got us to an FA Cup final. Got us to our highest finish in the Premier League. Uh, gutted, we couldn't get uh, Europa League football with him, but he, he he's gone down in Watford folklore. Cisco just gets it. I mean. I just want to point out as well, Cisco, uh, as you know, Ben, and for all those that might not know, Cisco has joined two Watford fan pages lives this week. I was watching um, the brilliant Hornet Shane, who I know listens to this podcast. So, Shane, if you're listening, you know, I, hope, I, hope you're, I hope you're celebrating like, like we are, and I'm sure we'll speak again at some stage. And um, He was doing the WDA team a live blog, or I, I think it was the preview for this game, I think, or it was a review for the Norwich game. And Cisco joined. I was watching and Cisco joined. I thought, fucking hell, Cisco's in there. Like, you know, this is crazy. And then a couple of days later, our good friend, friend of the podcast, James Batchelor, the Watford way, he's doing a, I think he did a live video either about the Norwich game or about this game today. And Cisco joined yeah. that. I mean, I think we're the only podcast or fan channel that he's not bloody joined. So, Cisco, get your bloody finger out, mate. Come on. Get involved with Voices of the Week, man. But uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> he, in all seriousness, he does get it. Like, he, he he's, he's such a people person. And, like, he was the perfect yes man at the time in terms of yeah, yeah. Ivich wasn't you know, very people person, it would seem from, from outside looking in. But Cisco just ticked all the boxes in that case. And then in terms of his, his record, you know, don't forget as well, Ben, you, you mentioned the Coventry game there. We were all pissed off. And, you know, I've said, I love football. Like, I, I will never not love football. But after that Coventry game, I genuinely thought, right, that's it. I, I will quite happily switch this off now and not watch us anymore because I was that disinterested. But If you remember correctly, at that time, I was decorating my front room and we was all saying we could actually <laughs> talk about my decorating skills yeah, instead exactly. of that game because it was that boring, wasn't it? It was. And I think what, what highlights it as well, Benny, is the fact, and listen, fans that were like this, I, I, I will never understand this. Like, yes, if we're going through a bad run, I, I will fully accept that. But don't forget, there were fans that were even saying, I will take a loss against Bristol City if this guy gets yeah. sacked. I mean, I will never agree with that. Like, if you said that, like, you're an idiot. Like, I'm sorry, but if you said yeah. that, you're an idiot. But that's how close, that's how toxic it got with Cisco as well. And now, you know, me and you were messaging at full time. We both had a bit of a lump in our throat uh, uh, watching him crying at full time. And like, we were so it's, happy for him. That video ben, got to him, man. That <laughs> video got to me of him thanking the ground staff, like the ground staff. Wow. I mean, Ben put a picture out on our social media of the grounds. I think it was yesterday. And the yeah. shares, the likes, the, the comments, it was incredible. And like, it hit like 7,000 people. That's, yeah. It's mad. It is. It is absolutely like brilliant, and like it. It's a Premier League pitch, like without a doubt. Like it always has been, 
uh, and um, you know hats off to Scott Tingley and, and crew uh, and you know for for Cisco to recognize them as well you know he could have very easily got wrapped up in celebrations with the team but no he made sure he went over and thanked them and like Cisco Cisco's a little legend man I love him like if he's here next season whatever capacity he's in he could be cleaning the fucking toilets for all I care he will still be a legend at Watford FC so I'm, I'm quite happy with that um, <laughs> I mean if he's cleaning the toilets and I'll be a little bit pissed off because that, that's quite a demotion from head coach. Oh, I was going to say, mate, that's from one extreme to the other. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort of amplify it. But going back to the game, um, I mean, as we've said, there weren't really many chances in the second half. There was another change, our final change, 85th minute. Tom Cleverley again ran his socks off. I think you know it, it was one of them games where. I don't think the midfield could really do anything because, you know, they were trying to lump the ball forward at every sort of venture possible. And, you know, the midfield was almost cut out a little bit in that second half. So Tom Cleverly coming off and um, Carlos Sanchez coming on. Do you know what? Although Carlos Sanchez has been pretty decent, I did worry a little bit because I think up until the Reading game, every game that he'd come on, his first action was giving the ball away. So I was a little bit worried about mm. that, but he, he, he did all right in the five minutes that he had. And then, Ben, the worst thing in the world happened. It was 90 minutes. My, heart, minutes added time. <laughs> my heart was racing. Like, my mum was my mum was watching Sonny on a laptop sitting next to me. And, like, she had her headphones on. And I thought, Mum, like, you're probably going to want to move rooms because I'm just going to be going absolutely ballistic. I generally, at one stage, was mirroring Kiko. Like, I was pointing to people. I was like, press him. Don't let him cross that ball. Get to him. I was pointing and everything. It's a bit like, if anyone watches Arsenal Fan TV, I know they're doing the live <laughs> watch-alongs at the moment. And I think it's Ty, his name is, the one with the headphones. He, uh, he's he been spotted, like, pointing to players where they should be going in everyone's taking a piss out of him because it's almost as if what you'd expect the football manager be do, to be doing on the sideline. I was doing that in my front room. I was like, if they've got the ball, I was like, press him, press him. I was, um, I, I was like, I, I was, I, I was just a mess in that four minutes. And then I think the pivotal moment for me was we somehow won a free kick, like right by the byline of Dan Backman's, like of our area. I'm I glad you've mentioned this. It was Ismail Assar. It's a superb yeah. work rate from him. It was, it was in the 93rd minute. We was, we was backed in our own half and Saar comes running back, wins the ball back and then wins a foul by the corner flag and then just rolls about a little bit just to waste a little bit more time. But that's what you want. That's fantastic commitment from Ismail Assar. He, yeah. He's one of the most attacking players we've got at the club. Um, and there was him working hard for a team. And that's what just shows the togetherness of his squad. Everyone's putting in a shift. And to see him come back and win the ball back and put pressure off the Watford defence, superb, mate. And do you know what else I picked up on as well, Ben? And I think Adam Leventhal's picked up on it as well with the Athletic. And you listen to the From the Rookery and Mike Parkins lucky enough to go with his job with Opta and everything else. He's... Mm. The togetherness with the whole squad, as we've just said. I think I remember Andre Gray. I think they were, he was pressing and their defender could have put it out or he tried to turn oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He slid and Andre Gray slid and he, he just, he put it out for a throw in for Millwall, but it was basically 
right by the re- goal. And for the reaction he got from everyone, yeah. it was like we just scored a goal. Everyone exactly. cheering. Troy Dini alluded to this in the YouTube um, channel afterwards, after the game. Right. He said how hard. Yeah, go watch. I know I said it earlier, but yeah, everyone go watch it. And mm-hmm. Really worth the watch. But yeah, he alluded to the work rate. And like he was saying, even for Dre to come off the pitch and, and, and chase down the guy who was literally going nowhere and with a throw, uh, a throw in and everyone celebrating like it's a goal. It was just fantastic. And that's what you need when you come off the bench. And I think that's what maybe Andre Gray gives to the team a little bit more than Joe Pedro. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we've spoke at length again, me and Ben. We're quite happy to hear our words now that we've gone on. But me and Ben have spoke at length this season about how we didn't want Andre Gray anywhere near the starting eleven at the start well, of the yeah. season. And now, look, you know, he's come on and he's doing stuff like that. You know, we, we're quite happy to hear our words on that, aren't we, Ben? Yeah, no, definitely. Like we said last week, I think we had like a, a big discussion about Andre Gray last week and I don't think we'll go into the depths of it now. If you want to hear about it, go back to listen to the last episode because, yeah, our opinions have changed about him now. I think his work rate's a lot better and he's actually trying now, isn't he? And putting in a bit of effort and everyone can see it. Um, so, yeah, fair play to him. And that's it. that was his second promotion now from the Championship to the Premier League. He got promoted with Burnley. I think he was actually PFA, maybe top goal scorer that season as well. He, he was top um, goal scorer in the whole of the championship that season, Ben. Yeah, so fair play to him and then got a promotion again with Watford um, now. So, yeah, really pleased for him and especially when things are going against you as well. Players maybe not getting in the starting lineup, but then to come on and show the same determination as the people starting. And yeah, fantastic, yeah. mate. Yeah, no, 100% and, you know, as we said, the togetherness there. And then... The moment we were all waiting for, that final whistle went. And I, I tell you what, like I said, like, I felt so sorry for my mum. Like, she was watching whatever she was watching on Netflix on her laptop. But I was screaming the house down. I was like, get in there. And I was running about the place. Um, you, you heard the pest mode, just can't get enough in the background. The players coming on the pitch. I actually didn't see any Big of Caroline. it. Yeah, I, do you know what, Ben? I didn't see any of it. As soon as that final whistle went, I was too busy just running around the place. I actually didn't <laughs> see anything after the full-time whistle in terms of players going on the pitch. I literally was running around the place. My mate texts me. He says, I'm on the way back from the football. I'll come and pick you up and we'll go to the pub. So I was like making sure I had everything like ironed, make sure. like, And <laughs> I, I had my AirPods in and you bet your bottom dollar, I stuck just can't get enough by the pest mode on. Turn the volume right up. I was eyeing into that. I was like buzzing. I was oh, like, mate. I, I, mate, I had a tear in my eye. It was like, remember when me and you went to, we, we went to the FA Cup semi-final and we were in tears at the, the full-time whistle because we were that yeah. passionate and like... It, Goosebumps that, and tears that moment. Genuinely, I could have burst into tears at full time because we'd done it. And like, that is such a proud moment. And like I've said, it's not quite sunk in. I went to the pub after the game. I was on Twitter. That was the first time I really got a chance to really scroll through Twitter after the game. I had so many messages. I don't know about you, Ben, but I had so many messages from friends, uh, family. Yeah. I've, I've not managed to go on my phone yet to have exactly. a look. I can't wait later yeah. to stop recording um, and just go through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. So many messages of friends and family. Which, uh, yeah, it's, it, I can't wait to like go through it and relift the promotion that we've just done. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it's just absolutely mental. And, like, we, we're absolutely buzzing. I mean, like I keep saying, it's not sunk in for me yet. Like, 
it's quarter past eight on Saturday evening and it's not sunk in for me whatsoever. I mean, I, you know, I've got a beer here. I'll probably have a, a takeaway tonight as well. Double whammy. I'm feeling a kebab. I'm not going to lie, Ben. Like, Mate, I've just had a kebab. I've oh, have you? had a kebab. Has yeah, to be I was, was going to have something healthy tonight. I was going to have like a Cajun ah, chicken, a bit of couscous and salad. But the moment we got promoted and my missus, <laughs> I, my missus was out. That's why I was looking after um, Isla. Um, she actually had a, a fair bit to drink when she was out and she had some food. And when I picked her up, she, she was like, oh, I'm not hungry tonight. And I was like, that's a free pass to a kebab. So <laughs> ordered a kebab and it's, it's, and, and it's turned up and I've demolished it, mate. Absolutely. Got yeah. To be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kebab for me. Although, I, I have got to say, I, I've sort of drawn a bit of a short straw because um, on Friday, I got a message saying there's an 11-a-side friendly going on with one of the teams in the, uh, the surrounding villages where I live and they've asked if I can play. Now, originally, they wanted me to play in goal. Now, I've not played in goal 11-a-side regularly for, I would probably say, about five years. Before that, I used to play week in, week, week in, week out in, in goal and, and, and whatnot. But I haven't played regularly for about five, six years. And then I went to the pub and one of the guys that's playing, he said, oh, it looks like the goalkeeper's going to be all right. But if you, tur- if you turn up, you'll get a game outfield. And I thought, fucking hell, like, in goal, you can get away with it. But outfield, I'm going to have to run my bollocks off. So, at, what, well, at some stage, I'm going to have to we, slow down, Ben. <laughs> we heard how good you were at left-back. <laughs> if they put me at left-back, mate, if they put me at left-back, then there's going to be carnage, mate. They're really mate, you know what I can imagine? Have you seen that video of like Boris Johnson before he was, I think it was under mayor? And he um, he tripped over and took a little kid out of the rugby game. tackle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I, oh, I know no, that was a football match, wasn't it? It yeah. was soccer raid or... Not soccer, right? Yeah, That's not Reading, I think he's but, done it twice, hasn't he? Yeah, he 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 pretty much rugby tackled someone in the charity game that was on TV, and then as you said, there was a rugby game which was really little took the kid, kid out. He just took the kid out. That'll be me tomorrow if I do come on and play outfield. So at some stage or another, I am going to have to slow down on the beers. But I'm, I'm I, quite lucky that I haven't got a, a six aside football this week. So I've got like two weeks off now, so I can I can eat and drink whatever I want oh, now. Mate, happy days. I would have booked work yeah. off, but unfortunately for me, I work in payroll. And the firm that I work for get paid on Wednesday. So this Monday coming, it's going to be like busy all week. So I couldn't book it off. I was saying to Ben a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to book it off. I'm going to book the Monday off just in case I'm absolutely hanging out my arse. But I'm going to have to sort of slow it down at some stage. But it's not quite some kid. But Premier League, we are again, like, you know, the Premier League have tweeted, we've missed you, Watford, welcome back and everything. BT Sport tweeted it, and like, I'm just like, we're back in a Premier League. You know League. what, I miss BT Sport. I love watching BT Sport coverage. I, coverage I love what they fast. do. Yeah, Fantastic, isn't it? I absolutely love it, and I, I kind of miss watching it. If, if I could choose over BT Sport and Sky sometimes, I'd pick... BT Sport other than it, it depends what kind of game it is when you've obviously got Gary uh, Neville um, on you, you, you're going to watch the Sky games because his class and what him and Carragher did this week was absolutely fantastic and yep. probably saved English football um, 
yeah, I'll probably say that. They probably did save English football yeah, this week with yeah, yeah. especially Gary Neville, probably more than Jamie Carragher. But uh-huh. yeah, I just love the ca- the coverage that BT Sport have got. And I, and I think Jake Humphreys is a really good presenter as well. I know he's an Irish fan, so he's oh, absolutely yeah. delighted that they've got promoted. I just yeah, and then uh, a Fletcher, I, I think he's a really good commentator. I think he's one is underrated. Um, the only thing I don't like about BT Sport is Stephen Manaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could boy to tears. He could, he'd uh, he'd send the Dalai Lama to sleep. He would, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean personally on a on a personal preference, I think Mika Richards and Roy Keane. Roy Keane, I've always loved. Like he's straight talking, says it how it is. Pretty much yeah. with Gary Neville. Like Gary Neville, when he was with the England setup, I think they said, oh, England have got a good chance of winning Sunny here. And he was like, we're not at that level yet. We're not going to win anything. And I thought, I fucking love that. Like, I love characters like that. Uh, you know, Roy Keane's a character wherever wherever he goes. Mika Richards, he's absolutely brilliant. Brummy as well. I love his like, laugh. The, the Brummies are the best, mate. His laugh is class as well. Um in terms of commentators, I mean, we'll probably go off on a tangent. Peter Drury, he did the Watford Liverpool game for the overseas he, channel. Watford fan as well. Underrated. Is he yeah, yeah, Watford yeah, yeah. He's actually from Berkhamsted, mate. He's um, oh, right, okay. his kids are in the same year as my um my little brother. Um, oh, right, okay. the Jury family. So yeah, um, and they were playing football for the local side back in Berkhamsted as well. I think Berkhamsted yeah. Raiders they were playing for. But yeah. I used to get the train over from Watford Junction, uh, no, from Burko to Watford Junction when I was uh, younger and I couldn't drive. And Peter Jury was always on a train going over as well. And he actually lived a few roads away from me. So, yeah, there we go, another Burko boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's a very, very good commentator. I think he won an award for that game that he commentated Watford Liverpool with. Uh, I mean, if we're sticking with commentators, uh, Bill Leslie and Daniel Mann for Sky Sports, probably the best commentators out there. I, I absolutely love them both. They're, they're absolutely brilliant. Tealsley's um, very good as well. Um, yeah. It was unfortunate that he, he actually got let go by the England uh, oh, yeah, ITV for that. England games. Why do they do that? Well, who knows? Who knows? Whoever's in charge there, I'm sure that they've dropped an absolute bollock. Um, me and Ben are, are going to go to a quick break now, and then we'll be back with your questions that you've sent in. And my word, there's quite a few, so we'll, we'll look forward to getting our team. Oh, good. Them boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and Ben will be going to a break now, and we will see you for part two. <laughs> Voices of the Week is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off now and free delivery with the code VOTV at manscaped.com. Manscaped has just launched in the UK, and we've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in the UK to experience their life-changing products. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ever ball trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 in the UK. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Yeah. Um, 
when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. It's waterproof as well, so it allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by just USB. So if you're listening right now, I want you to experience that firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to the touch clean. It's 20% off plus free delivery with the code VOTV at manscaped.com. Make your testies your besties. <laughs> get 20% off at and free delivery with the code VOTV at manscaped.com and your balls will thank you. Welcome back to part two of Voices of the Vic. We are going to delve straight into these. You know, we, we asked for questions every week you guys always deliver absolutely Mate, brilliant this is the best bit of the show i love yeah. this bit I, I, the interaction I we get yeah i just love it I, you, you just don't know what you're going to get you're going to get a serious question you're going to get a funny question you know um, what, i've learned so much about you and i've, I've known you for years mate and I just, yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I must some things i'm a bit shocked off but other things i'm like yeah <laughs> like, i respect what? that man what do you mean <laughs> like, what, Sour cream pring onions. Mate, Ugh. come on, mate. I've got the sour cream and onion Pringles right next to me. These are the goats of Pringles. Uh, have you cracked them open yet? Yeah. Yeah, I cracked them open oh. earlier. I've not yeah. heard you munching on them yet. I don't know, earlier. I, I, I put myself on mute and I was eating them. <laughs> well, she was speaking. I thought, fucking hell, Ben, don't, don't end the sentence here. Carry on speaking. I was on mute you, munching them. <laughs> you, you know what? When we record on a Sunday, it's going to sound yeah. so bloody stupid. But whenever it's three of us in, so whenever we get James in as well, I yeah. record in the bedroom. So whenever so Kate and I is downstairs, my missus and my daughter, and whenever we're upstairs and there's three of us talking, I'm like polishing away upstairs. I just put myself on <laughs> mute when like james is talking <laughs> i did wonder i thought ben's putting himself on mute again what's can doing? you see it yeah I, I can see i can see everything <laughs> mate don't you worry about that let's delve oh, straight into these questions there, there, there's there's a couple there's a mixture of serious and, and, and funny questions uh we'll start with the legend that we spoke about earlier hornet shane he's jumped straight in he's jumped right in and he Go said on, shane, no. he said what was the biggest turning point in our season? Now, for me, it might be generic, but I'm going to say Bristol City at home. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be. That That was the pivotal moment. That 6-0 win kicked off everything. I would also be tempted to say, a bit, a bit of a one to throw mm. you off, the Bournemouth defeat. That kicking off at the ends, that brought the togetherness. A bit like the Luton game, you know, losing to Luton. We then went and beat Norwich. Like that, it brings the team closer together. But if I was going to say one, I'm going to go generic. I'm going to go straight down the middle. Sorry, it's a boring answer. Bristol City. Ben, you got anything else? I think it's going to be the 
the Bournemouth game only because it was a defeat and it's how you react from that. And to see them respond like that, and it was a last-minute free kick. Well, we haven't scored a free kick, was it? About five years or so prior to that as well. So yeah. I would definitely say, for me, it's Cardiff because it was it was, it was was such a tough place to go to. And we came from behind, you've got to remember. We scored an own goal with Serie and we responded by um, scoring by a fantastic goal by Nathaniel Tanova. Um So, yeah, I think people forget we actually came from behind in that game at Cardiff as well. I think the thing with Cardiff was we went behind, as you say, Sierra to own goal. You got Pringles in your mouth, ain't you? I'm not going to lie, mate. You caught me a bit short there, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you did. You, you saw me down the river a little bit there. Um, you, you say obviously we conceded with Sierra Elta and then we come straight back with with Chalabar. I think that goal so quick afterwards. That was oh, a key yeah. thing as well. And as you say, the first three direct free kick we scored since Armand Abdi scored against Aston Villa in 15-16 season. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, I don't think there's a club out there that I've got a record like that in terms of not scoring from free kicks for so long. Um, so, yeah, that's our answer, Shane. Thanks for the question. Hope you keep him well. Another regular listener, George White, has said, who do you think slash want? So, a bit of two questions, basically. Who do you think or want to win the playoffs? Now, Ben, firstly, who do you think will win the playoffs? And then tell me who you want to win the playoffs. Uh, firstly, thanks, George, for your support this season. Always mm. passing the pod. You're always yeah, promoting man. it and giving it a retweet and saying how, how much you enjoy it. So, yeah, hats off to you. Thanks for that, George. Uh, you don't have to do that. So, yeah, really appreciate it. Um, who do I want to win the playoffs and who do I want to go up? I want, I want Barnsley to get promoted I, I, I don't want Bournemouth to come up they can fuck off if I'm <laughs> totally honest yeah. um, can't stand the club I think they're vermin um, Jefferson Lerma as well he can do one um, so yeah um, Barnsley to come up um, I want them to win and I think they will come up as well I think they're in form at the moment although I don't know what the results were today did they win today? You know what Ben whilst you're talking I've just checked the table Swansea are fucking sixth Jesus How mad Christ. is that? How mad is that? We were worried about Swansea Cardinals and they're six now. Like, the, the playoffs is wrapped up. So, as it stands, Ben, if the table was to finish like this, the playoffs would be Bromf- Brent- Bromford? Brentford v Swansea. <laughs> Brentford v Swansea and Bournemouth Barnsley. They'd be the semis. So, you know out what, of that... Mate. Yeah, people are either going to love this podcast and they're going to be like shit I'm never listening to another or they're going to think it's a car crash Um, I I think I think new time listeners are going to listen to this and go what the fuck's that I'm not going to listen to that if you're listening to this for the first time just don't judge it off this one please (laughs) judge it off the first one or something man please (laughs) not even the first one it wasn't that great yeah okay maybe Uh, the last one (laughs) yeah the last one judge it off the last one judge it off the Birmingham one that's our most played one so I just let the car out of bag with that one, um, but yeah. So you want you want Barnsley? You want Barnsley to win? Yeah, um, I would love them to get promoted. I think they've just done so well, and and to see them is what they've done this season is they're playing players that are young, inexperienced, but they're coming together. And then in January they knew they needed a striker to come and get goals. They signed Dyke from America, and I can't believe he's like twenty odd years of age. He's really young. He's about twenty three years of age, isn't he? And yeah. he's done fantastic. Like if we needed a striker or anything, I would look for no um, no further than Dyke. I think he's been fantastic, and some of the goals he's called this season have been phenomenal. Yeah. 
he's on loan from Orlando City, I believe. Um, yeah, Daryl DK, I think it's pronounced. Uh, oh, DK, think, not Dyke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. No, it's all right. He's 20 years old as well, and he's wow. played 16 games for Barnsley and scored nine goals. He so hasn't got a build for a 20-year-old, that's for sure. No, he's he's done pretty decent. So that's who you want. You've seen me there. at 20. <laughs> You should see me at fucking two, mate. I was built like a brick shit house. You're Ten- probably the same size now. Well, yeah, I was. I, I was a big baby. Let's put it that way. Um, that's who you. I want imagine to you. Do you watch League of Their Own? Yeah. Well, I not really. Uh, do you know um, Freddie Flintoff and his oh, baby yeah. photos? Oh, uh, I've not seen his baby photos. No, is he was he a you big not, lad? Was he? <laughs> you not seen the photo of him in this pram? No. I've seen, I think some of the viewers that are listening at the moment are going to know what it is. And I think you, you're probably spitting image to what he looked like <laughs> as a baby. I'm going to send it over to you now yeah. and then you can have a look at it and I want to hear your reaction. Um, because, mate, <laughs> I think you might be a bit offended, but um, I, I think it's down to a T. <laughs> right, I'm sending it now. Um, you will receive it in three, two, I've done one. It, you got it. What the flipping hell is going off here? You having me on? Is that... What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> is that Photoshop? No, he looks like a guy from the Goonies, doesn't he? Hey, does you? Hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was a big baby, mate. I was... Uh, was, he, was you bigger or smaller? Uh, I, I was going to say my weight then. Do you know what? Fuck it, man. I was... Um, I was ten pounds when I was born. Wow! Yeah, ten pounds. That's a big old boy. Your mum was that a cesarean, or uh, I think so. I, this has got a bit weird now that we're talking about cesareans on a fucking what the podcast. <laughs> no, but, I'm just yeah. thinking. No, normally, when it's a big baby, they have cesareans in that. Yeah, no, I think she yeah. was a cesarean. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say fair play to her if she didn't. Fucking hell! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, this this is a potential to go very, very west, very, very quickly. <laughs> I asked you about who do you want to fucking win the playoffs. Now we're talking about cesareans and me being a ten pound baby. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Um, this is one of those episodes. I think. I think the. I think everyone that tuning in tonight would would know what they were expecting from this. That's who you want to win the playoffs, Ben. Who do you think I will think, win the playoffs? I, I, I think when they were seeing your photos, you were <laughs> posting two crates. They knew what they were getting tonight. They I'm knew, absolutely they, fine. They knew what kind of quality they was going to get out of this show. Mate, I think I'm absolutely fine. That's who you want to win the playoffs, Ben. Who do you think will win the playoffs, Ben? <laughs> Um, I think Bournemouth will. I don't want yeah, them to. I, 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 I'd love to be a different division to them. I think if they stay down, they could stay in the championship for a long time because I think they'll lose the likes as well with money. I, I think they'll lose the likes of Dan Juma. I think Brooks would go as well. I think Lloyd Kelly would go. Uh, uh, yeah, and like you say, they're in the shit with all the money um, behind the scenes as well. They they need to get promoted this season. So I just hope they fail, but I think they will succeed. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's gonna. Do you know what, Ben? I I tell you what, I am looking forward to, and I have looked forward to every year we've been in the Prem. I'm looking forward to watching the playoffs, not stressing because my team. Yeah. 
Like, I'm looking forward to switching off in two weeks' time. Yeah, there's going to be some good games in that playoff. So I, I am looking forward to that. Um, it's good teams, so you know you can get good yeah. football out of it. Like Brentford play on the on the ball on the floor. So does Brentford. So does Barnsley. So does Swansea. All four good teams that play good football. So you know you're going to get a good standard. So yeah, I'm looking. This is like the time of season where you're looking forward to put your feet up. You're going to open up another can and you just sit on the sofa and you enjoy the playoffs. Yeah. Absolutely, you sum me up to a T there, man. Um, <laughs> Caroline has said, which player, past or present, would you like to go out celebrating with and why? That's a good question. That's such a good so question. Let's, I, scenario I, I, can you is, answer that one so I can have a think? Yeah, scenario oh. is we've just been promoted, which we have. You get one phone call to ring a current or ex-player and be like, do you want to go out for a few beers? And they're like, yeah. And then you go out partying with them for the whole night. That is a bloody good question. Um, do you know what, right? Just because of when we interviewed him, he seemed like such a joker. Um, it's a toss-up yeah. between Robbo and Jordan Stewart. But I, I think Jordan Stewart just said he's it for me. Like, <coughs> Jordan Stewart just sounded an absolute laugh. So I'm going to go Jordan Stewart on that one. Uh, you can go with the same answer, Ben. You don't have to be different. Uh, that's a really good um, answer. I, f- I see where you've gone with that. He's a joker, isn't he? And he's yeah. life and soul of whatever he does. Um, and after him talking about the celebrations in the Cardiff nightclub after we got promoted at the Millennium Stadium, <laughs> it's hard not to go with Jordan Stewart. But I'm going to try and do something different. Okay. Um, I-, I think I'll probably go Troy Deeney. Um, we all saw the celebrations last time we got promoted. We all saw him picking up that champagne bottle and spraying it all over everyone. I think all over someone's phone, if I remember. I was thinking, yeah. shit, he, he's going to need a new phone in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably, I'm going to probably go Troy Deeney. He's a, he's a Watford legend. I'd love to spend like <laughs> any any kind of time with him. Um, yeah. if, even if it's one minute, I'd just love to be in his presence. And I imagine he's a nuts on a night out. Um, I don't think he drinks you, anymore, though. But I know oh, what you mean. Uh, hang on, I'll bring it back. Sean Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I remember, I can't remember what we, game it was. We bumped into him in Oceana. He was absolutely he, wanked, he was. He was trying, he did a drink all over his t shirt. Yeah. He was out, he was up on the top having a fag, weren't he? Brilliant. Well, wasn't it? I wasn't just... going to mention that, but yeah, go on in. <laughs> yeah, they'll craft the old cigarette or two or four or a packet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was wanked, mate. He had drinks all down him. That was a promotion season because I said he, I said thank God that fucking Sonino's gone, and he was like he was there today. I was like what? He says yeah he was there watching. I was like oh my God, and uh, I asked for a photo. There is a photo knocking about with me, Sean Murray, and um, Sean Murray's got this grey jumper on, and he's like pretty much the whole of the front of the grey jumper. He's just pretty much dark grey because he's he's fucking spilt beer all over him or whatever he was drinking. I bumped into Lloyd Doyley in Oceana one night. Lloyd Doyley loves Oceana. He loves it. He loves it, mate. um, Our good friend Jack Lindsay was with, and yeah, we bumped bumped into him on a um, a really good night out, and he was absolutely bollocks, and I got a photo with him, and yeah, he he loves the old Oceana, don't he? I think he had probably a weekly membership, didn't he, or something? Yeah, yeah, no, I think he had keys to the fucking club bed. Um, But yeah, uh, that's who we would pick anyway, Caroline. There's some very strong contenders, let me tell you that. Um, and Catherine, this one's quite an easy one to answer because of the circumstances. Catherine Jones said, do you think Jerry might come back now we've been promoted? If he was still on loan at Udinese, then yes, I would. 
But with his recent injury as well that he's picked up again, unfortunately for him, and with his permanent transfer, I don't think we will be seeing um, Gerard Delafeu in a Watford yeah. shirt soon, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I don't think we're going to see him again in a Watford shirt, which is unfortunate. But what I will say is, and who I do think we'll see in a Watford shirt next season, is Chucho Hernandez. And we've oh, got him on loan. He's over in the league at the moment. He's act- he actually tweeted earlier to Watford saying congratulations and promotion. And he's oh, actually on loan and he's coming back to Watford next season. And if you follow the Athletic and Adam Leventhal, he's actually said that he's, he's well in the plans for next season. So we, oh, yes. we are going to have that young Colombian coming back, which is exciting prospect as well to think we're going to have him and Joe Pedro as options up top um, I think we'll probably need another option as well I think we probably need some of a bit more experience but um, so it's a really exciting time for Watford Absolutely Luis Suarez where you you, you you're watching from the bench on Granada now mate you, you should have stayed with us um, not that I'm bitter or anything uh, <laughs> this isn't a question but uh, you know, shout out to the Rums Review podcast guys, the Derby podcast. They says, "Congrats, guys! We'll miss chatting to you. Uh, we'll, we'll miss chatting with you next season. They might even be in League One by the end of the they're, season." Yeah, so, they're oh, really good so lads. Sorry for them. They yeah, are very really good, good lads. Um, Corey and um, Jason and Jason, really good right. lads. They've got a lot of time. They put a lot of time into that um, Rams Review, mm-hmm. and I feel sorry for them. Uh, I've started following them this season and to see how they're struggling. They can't hit a barn door up top. I think they've got a lot of injuries as well. Wayne Rooney yeah. being so inexperienced as a manager as well. Rotherham, I know they lost at Barnsley today, but they've, they've still got two games in hand and they can overtake Derby. And I think they're only like three, four points behind them as well. So yeah. really fear for Derby County. And to think Derby County, who are quite a large club as well, could be in League oh, One yeah. next season. That's massive. It is. It is. And, you know, Hopefully, for those guys' sake, they stay up because they're really, really good guys. And yeah, let's you, hope if, so. If you haven't, you know, we, we've spoken to them before. Go and check those podcasts out in the, in, in the past. You know, it's almost the end of the season, so you, you'll have a bit of spare time to, to listen to some Watford preview. Uh, Watford. Mate, I've, I've, yeah, go on. I've just had a look on Twitter and I'm scrolling through trying to catch up from little bits and pieces. I don't know if you've seen this, but our friends at WD18 just congratulate them on a massive season. Jacob, Sam, Elliot, Shane have been fantastic this season and the concept they've given us this season. But I've just seen them tweet a video of William Trucecon, I think maybe on his Instagram or something, and he's like living his best life. And he's, he's, he's outside. Yeah, he's smoking of- cigars right now. Yeah, he's outside the front smoking a cigar and there's so many Watford fans up the other end of Occupation Road and all the players are outside celebrating. Dan Batman's got a bottle of champagne in his hand. Uh, True Zekon's got a cigar in his mouth and there's a flare going up outside the red line from all the fans. Uh, Mate, absolutely gutted we couldn't be there today, but this is what you want to see. This is what promotion's all about. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I echo what you say about WD18. They continue to smash it. You know, they've they've been absolutely brilliant for, for years Their now. Their player in, interviews this season, Cleverly, Hungbo, Zink and Eagle. Yeah. There's been, there's been a bit of distance from Watford and the fans this season, haven't they? But what WD18 have done, they've brought everyone closer together and they've just been outstanding. You just know when you see WD18, the 18, you know you're going to get good content and fair play to every single one of them and special mention to Jacob for what he's achieved as such a young man. He's destined for the things like things at the top, isn't he? Like we've 100%. said before, and we've even mentioned this to him, he will work for the club, no doubt, from one yeah. day. Um, what he's done to Watford fan base is absolutely incredible and 
he's it's not just that he's a top man he's got so much time for people outside of Watford as well um, yeah we've been lucky to speak to all the WDA team boys in fact they've got a 100% record on this show every time we've had them on we've we've won so more than happy to have them on next season and I'm sure we absolutely will have them on next season at some stage and as Ben said you know they're, they're absolutely brilliant you know it it would be very easy for them to you know the the, the views have had, the feedback they have, it'd be very easy for them to sort of shut off to the rest of the Watford podcast or Watford media sort of world, but they, they sort of welcome me with open arms. And I know this isn't the end of the season, so I, I don't want to go too in-depth with this, but that goes for everyone. You know, the, the guys from the rookery end, you know, they, they've been absolutely brilliant for us, to us as well. You know, from the moment we started to, to now, they've been brilliant. WD18, absolutely the same. You know, James uh, at the Watford Way has been absolutely superb as well. You know, he's obviously been on this podcast and he's almost pretty much, uh, you know, as it says in our bio, he's sort of like the third member that, that comes on every now and then. So, you know, he's been pretty much a mainstay as well. So the the content that's available for Watford fans at the moment, I, I'm, I'm not saying this to big us up or anything. I'm just talking about outside. The content available at the moment is absolutely incredible. And I, I think Watford can be very, very proud of that. I, I think from, from for years, Watford fans have probably just had Watford FC and from the rookery end, and don't get me yep. wrong, both are fantastic. From rookery end, hats off to John, Jason, um, Mike, Mike, Colin. Mike, uh, yeah, Colin, and Adam, Adam Leffenthal this season as well. Like we've we've all relied on them to give them um, us fans insights and that. But this season and last season to see more people putting things together, so there's more content for people. Like even there's a brand new podcast. Do not scratch your eyes. They've, they've um, safe uh, got play interviews, ex players and. They've got new content as well, and you've always got Ronnie Rampage as well, and you've got the Hornets, Heaven, and there's so much for Watford fans to listen to now, and it's just great. And you've got you've got options now, isn't it? And yeah, it's just fantastic, and a great time to be a Watford fan as well, especially after the promotion. You just want to listen to everything and just suck it all in. Absolutely, I completely agree. And we've gone a bit off t- off off topic there but uh, i mean the last couple of questions we got we me and ben i'm sure we'll do a, a dedicated episode to this pretty much asking who stays and who goes we we won't discuss that tonight um the last question that we got from twitter is from a regular listener james hurst he said good times never felt so good hope you lads are having a fucking amazing evening what yes, is, james <laughs> what's your favorite type of curry and then where do you Ooh. think we'll finish next season in terms of curry, I'll put this out there now. You, you, you've probably got a, a few options to choose from. I will hold my hands up. I'm a lad that loves beer. I'm in my mid-20s. I'm from Birmingham. Birmingham, well-known for its curries. We've got a bolty triangle, as I say. Anyone that's gone to West Brom away, anyone that's gone to any of the Birmingham games will know about the, the curry situation in Birmingham. I had my first ever curry last year. Like, I've never had a curry. For a bloke that loves beer, I've never had a curry before. I cannot hack spice one bit. Like, it's just yeah. not happening. So, for that, um, I have to say, my go-to curry is over a chicken korma or a chicken tikka korma. Call me what you want, but that is it for me. Ben? Oh, sorry, mate. Um, one more. 
Yeah, one more won't hurt. I'm on my sixth turn now. Um, how many? How, how many more behind am I of you? Um, um, I think I'm on the eleventh bottle, and I've obviously had three points. Uh, oh, I've only got three cans left in the fridge. So I might have to go to the shop. Can they get to the shop, boy? <laughs> yeah. um, sorry about that. Um, so. Indians, yeah, you need to step up your game if all you can handle is a korma. Um, I, I love an Indian. It's my favourite takeaway. Um, it's up there with a kebab, but I, I would choose an Indian over a kebab. Um, I quite like a bit of spice. I go for a um, a lamb gel frazi. Um, it's quite spicy. I do want to try a vindaloo one day. Whether I could hack it or not is a different matter because... When I do have a gel frazy, my nose runs like tap well. Um, it's completely running. I've got to have, you know, those napkins you have in an Indian. I'm constantly <laughs> wiping my nose with that. Although, is it me or is, whenever you go to an Indian, when you get the sauces to have at the start, I always fucking spill that yellow sauce that goes everywhere. <laughs> that mint one goes all over the napkin. And I, I just look like a bloody idiot. Everyone else, immaculate. Me, I've got the mint sauce all over my napkin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, you know, I, I wish I wish I could delve into these other curries, but I just cannot hack spice whatsoever. For a lad of my age who loves a beer, loves going out from Birmingham, like you, you'd think I, I was destined for for curry, but I just can't hack it. I, I'm really sorry. Like my go-to is a Chinese. I'll have a kebab. I'm definitely ordering something I've just eaten tonight after we finish recording. Um. We've had quite a few questions on Instagram as well, but unfortunately, we're not going to have time to get around to, to answering them. But honestly, guys, like genuinely, we, we we see everything that comes in. And me and Ben, we, we probably like a bit fed, sound like sick of each other, sort of, in terms of the amount of messages we exchanged to say how fucking crazy this has been so far. Like Our year one-year anniversary is on the 13th of June, so that will be in the off-season. But like this, the the amount of interaction we've had, considering we've not even hit a year, like uh, you probably, if you follow us on our personal social media, you probably would have seen we hit the other day just over fifteen thousand downloads, and the fact that we've been going for less than a year, that some people might be listening to this thinking fifteen thousand downloads, that's nothing. Me and Ben literally started this, and it was genuinely. Me and Ben said to each other, let's see how the first episode goes. If it goes well, we will continue it. And then if it starts to peter off, we will finish. And like it, it will be like, okay, we tried, etc. The fact that we're not even a year in and we've got 15,000 downloads, I know this might, might sound a bit like big-headed, but I don't care, man. Like Me, me and Ben are proud as punch, and we cannot thank you guys enough for the, the, the continuation of, like, support you give us the questions you give us the interaction you give us on our instagram our facebook our twitter whatever like it's just absolutely ballistic i mean we were going to talk about the brentford game but we can't even squeeze that in tonight like ben i know you want to have a few words go for it my brother what i just don't believe is it's just you i think that's what i don't understand is it's just you mike duffy me ben ayton just two mates who have met through Twitter, through a yep. love of Watford, and we've just started talking. It's basically a phone call which we, we've recorded. Pretty and we much. thought we'll yeah. just put it out there. Because what it was, it, it we started this at the start of lockdown where things were tough 
and we couldn't get to games. So the best thing was to start phoning each other up and talking about the games. And then yeah. we was like, let's put this out as a podcast and see what happens. Since then, we've just grown and grown and grown. And I've loved it. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. I think we've had a little hiccup this season when we put out a poll asking for Ivic in or Ivic out. But we purely did that because we saw... Uh, another Twitter page um, put it out and they was getting reaction to it. So we did it as well to see, and we was going to use it for the podcast. Um, a, a lot of fans didn't like that, which we, t- we put our hands up and we said, we was just doing it for own research pretty much and fair play. We, we put our hands up and we took it down and for the rest is history. But since then, I just feel like we've grown so much. And what's got me this season is the amount of, just this week in itself, we've had so many people message us privately just saying how much they enjoy the pod. I've had people saying, messaging me privately saying, it's been so tough for me this season, being in lockdown, not being able to go to see my friends, not being able to go to the Vic where I, f- I feel like I, I'm home and that and I can't go, but I listen to your podcast and it makes me feel closer to the action. And then having those two people over in Australia listening to the podcast, Australia, man, that's the other side of the world. And they're listening <laughs> to this and it's just you and me just talking about our love for the club and, I said to you the other day, what got me the most was our good uh, listener, Peter Johnson. I think it was him. Um, it was him. Oh, cr- I know what Christmas you're going to say. Day, Christmas Day, he tweeted saying, Chris, turkey's, in the, turkey's in the oven, listening to the voices of Vic. And he took a picture of like a glass of wine, I think it was. Yeah. And it's like, and I, I was so proud that day. And I, I just showed the picture to my missus and she was like, you're doing a good job. And I, literally now you probably hear it in my voice. I'm smiling from cheek to cheek. I love what we do. And like, it, it, I must admit, it's been hard doing it since my daughters came into the world because I don't have as much time. But, but what I, I just love this football club and I just want to continue it. And I'm... Yeah, and we what, like fair play to you, mate. You you always like I say to you, can we do it this time? Can we do it this time? We record so fucking early in the morning, eight in the morning, sometimes seven in the morning, six thirty in the morning, just to work around me and my my little daughter, so we can do it. So fair play to you, mate. And we just want to keep giving fans content and carry on growing. And next season, we'll just we'll just smash it. Um, we'll we'll carry on doing what we're doing, and we'll try and do our best to improve on what we're doing and maybe give a few more um, podcasts with a few more drinks down us. <laughs> Hopefully that is the case. I felt a bit like a priest in a fucking confessions box then at the end, but no, um, no, I, I like me and Ben, we harp on about it so much on the podcast, but oh, oh, we don't. One we, and one more, I must say fair play to James as well. James from Watford way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, you obviously knew him a little bit from the connections with Watford way. And you, you worked on another podcast as well and you, you got him on board, but for him to come in, he didn't really know me. Um, he came on one episode and he just hit the ground running and it, yeah. he just fits the chemistry. I don't want to sound like I'm blowing around trumpets, but the chemistry he comes in and gives to us as well it's like he's known us for years and the banter he gives us and I must say the other day he was getting a bit brave weren't he on our whatsapp group he, he yeah. was like calling us both out and he was like <laughs> saying he was going to take us out he's like come on James he and said he was having he was a going, few Sundays tonight yeah, yeah like, I'm thinking I'm kind of thinking now we should have got him on the on the pod tonight if he was having <laughs> a few Sundays he could have yeah. joined in 
Yeah, no, it would have been interesting for for sure. I mean, like I say, you know, me and Ben, you, you might be thinking, oh, here we go, they're going on about it again. But it is genuinely in disbelief that people actually sit and listen to us. Like, we know this podcast, now I'm going to have to edit this down a little bit. And I, I know When's it going is, out? This is going out tonight, Ben. Like, yes, when mate. people are listening so, to this, it'll people be... People are going to get... People yeah. are going to get back from a pond and they're going to put on voices of Vic. They're going yeah. to be all, all, all pissed up to their eyeballs and they're going to be listening to this going, I think they're going to fucking love these boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to have to be listening to this. But, like, I know people might be thinking, oh, they're going on about, like, how much they appreciate the, the fans again. And I know this is a little bit longer. Like, this is probably our longest episode that we've had. But, like, genuinely, like, we, we, we cannot thank you guys enough. I mean, just in terms of the Australian guys, it, Jonathan, Johnny B underscore UK to us um, is one of them. And then it's at Dean D Lane 7 is the other gentleman that's in um, in Australia. Like, thanks to you guys as well. But, like, we, I mean, we're talking as if it's the end of the season. We've still got Brentford to play, obviously. Me and Ben will be back. We can still win the fucking game. title, mate. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. We we're five points beyond with six points to play for. That's not going to happen. Um, you never know. You never yeah, know. Well, Stranger we'll things have happened. Stranger things have happened. But um, me and Ben will be back next week to talk about the Brentford game. Hopefully, no, uh, don't uh, end it now. Don't <laughs> end it. I've got to go to bed. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it's it's going to be a win. <laughs> you know, we we got promotion. Uh, I don't. To be honest, I don't give shit anymore. Like, yeah, it'd be great to win the title, <laughs> but we've got promotion. And that's the that's the most important thing for me. But we honestly cannot thank you guys enough for the the continuation, the support you give us all the time. Like if you've liked this one, sorry it's a little bit longer, but me and Ben have sorry a for the swearing as well. Yeah, the swearing as well. If you've got kids, fucking hell, turn this down. Um, but yeah, uh, me and Ben like cannot thank you enough. Like it, it's been absolutely crazy, and um, it won't be long till the end of the season, and then me and Ben will be back next next season for for you know we'll we'll be back stronger as I say on the Peter Crouch podcast but thank you so so much as always for listening we cannot thank you enough the odds are back in the Premier League get in there come on come on um, stay safe for the rest Mike, of the week uh, Mike I think yeah, we should both sing a sing a Watford song to just end the pause I'm not that pissed yet Ben so I don't know no, about come that. on what come on. what go on what are you think you lead it off and I'll, I'll join in we're Watford FC. We're Premier, We're Premier League. League. We're Premier League. We're Premier League. We're Watford FC. We're Premier League. Happy days. Get in The Orns of Premier League again, baby. We will be back next week. The Premier League Watford FC will be taking on the whipping boys of the championship, Brentford, who bottled that playoff spot. No, I'm joking. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Brentford game. Hopefully a win. You know, it'd be nice to win the rest of the games, the two games remaining. And uh, yeah, thanks so, so much for tuning in as always. Stay safe. Hope your loved ones are fine. And we will be back next week. Come on, you on. Yes. Podcast Network.